Hello and welcome. My guest is Maldivisa. She recently put out her debut LP, Kid, although this was recorded before she had begun recording. I spoke to her last October just before a performance at a CMJ showcase in Brooklyn. First, here's a performance from earlier in the day at an Exploding in Sound showcase, performing an untitled song with the band Swings, who she had just finished touring with.
You have to do the intro, Greg. Yeah. I'm sitting here with Deja Carr. Where are we? I don't know. At a church in Brooklyn for the uh, Portal Showcase and Stadiums and Trends for CMJ. So thanks again so much. I really, really appreciate it. It's an honor. Yeah, it's so, my honor. <laughs> so you've been on tour with Swings. How's it going? It was amazing. It just oh, ended over. today. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. I'm going to miss them so much. Yeah. How did you um, work out that collaboration for that song? For the song we played today, yeah. What is that song called, by the way? Because I recorded the Vermont set and I listened to it a lot. It doesn't have a name. Oh, I did play that. That was the first time I played it at Vermont. Oh, really? Actually. Yeah, That's in, awesome. in Vermont. It doesn't have a name yet. I kind of wanted them to name it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to like call them later or like email them and ask them if they will name it. I'm really bad at naming songs. Like. Um, you usually perform with the lights off. Is mm. there... Are you still doing that? Or are you going to do it tonight? Um, I think that it'll be lit and they'll be moving images. Oh, yeah, which yeah. I don't usually do, but it's... I like it. I think, I don't know. I think lights are really important and something that's, that is often overlooked. Yeah. Um, but I also think that like, it gives people less of a chance to like record it on their phones <laughs> and then put it online, <laughs> which is fine. If, it's fine if people do that. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. Is it more, is it like that you're self-conscious or you just want people to enjoy it in the moment? I think both. Mm -hmm. A lot of both. Maybe <laughs> Yeah, most of called people always send me pictures, or like my friends send me will send me pictures from like this is from the last song. I was like, can you please delete that immediately? <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. It's yeah. like really nice that people like, you know, want to share things, and I always do that when I go to shows too. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's like I was saying before. I can't even. I usually take pictures and stuff, and when mm -hmm. you play, it's just like I can't mm -hmm. do anything. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about doing a new album. So. And we were talking earlier about trying to pick the songs and you want it to be a certain amount of songs yeah. and you have a lot of new songs that are really incredible. So how are you sort of formulating that and what kind of decisions do you have to make? Um, I don't know. I think I've, at this point, my number one priority is just like trying to make it sound something like the live performance. It's mm -hmm. just because it, I think the number one people have been telling me that is like negative number one thing people have been saying it's not like negative but things uh, something that could use work is like trying to match the recorded and live sound mm -hmm. um so my you know like my friend will be like that's not how daisy sounds <laughs> that's like really quiet really light like that's not how it sounds so i think i'm gonna re-record daisy and i might re-record one other song and then use um just like use more more I don't know, like things from the live set. <laughs> just like try and not make it an album that is fluid, or, or make it an album that is fluid but doesn't have a theme necessarily and isn't like completely as cohesive and like every song sounding the same and every song feeling the same because that's not usually how live shows work mm -hmm. or in my brain. But I'm seeing a performer like different songs feel really different or like one song gets out of tune or just like trying to keep with the vibe of like something that is ever-changing and something that is like prone to distraction and manipulation by the elements or like whatever's going on in the room so like mm -hmm. I don't know I'm just I really want to try and make an album that I'm like really proud of sonically but also like stays kind of true to like um just the fact that anything can happen at shows yeah know. yeah cool 
Um, you've been rapping lately and it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How did that, have you been doing that for a long time or no. is this a new thing? How did that start? I, in like middle school, I think it was middle school, me and a good friend, Sen Morimoto, who used to go by a Jap and now goes by Morimoto, his last name, um, is like kind of like older dark world days and uh, dark world, um, they've just been like supportive uh, with me and just like trying new things and just like being able to sort of like do music that doesn't necessarily have like mal de visa mm-hmm. like I don't I don't know things that I would be like not uncomfortable to try but not entirely ready or like know how to fit it into something so like I got to do a lot of experimentation or experimenting with them um, in like high school and middle school so I did some tracks on their albums like their older albums and like started off singing and then there was some rapping and I just thought it was so funny that I was rapping because I'm like, I'm the nerdiest. Like, I, I can't hold this down. I can't. Um, but it just ended up becoming something that I loved. Yeah. And there's a certain type of aggression and tone and, like, feeling that is more guttural to me when someone is yelling something at you or, or speaking it to you than when they're singing it to you. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when I'm singing, you're, or when, when people are singing, you're kind of thinking about, like, the end phrase or, like, trying to contour something or like I don't know trying to make it fit and I feel like when I'm rapping maybe it's just that I am not yet thinking about it in that way but I feel like I'm so much more focused on what it is I'm saying or what it is the person is saying that who's rapping so I just I don't know I feel like I'm like re-falling in love with it it definitely is probably one of my favorite genres of music and also the genre of music that I grew up listening to because my mm-hmm. mom listened to more hip-hop than you know, hip-hop and R&B, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Who the funk it, but quit calling me famous. I'm nameless, almost homeless. I own this. 
postpone it, no bus money, no phone. Drama's not a holy water, yeah, I'm relentless. I made a couple dollars selling white boys my set list. That was in the basement blowing kisses to my frontless. I say, you the missus, I'm the mister, let's forget this. Every night she checks the city off her checklist. She's burning down Birmingham, next up Texas. Every night she takes the city off her checklist. She's ripping up the room, then she wears it like a necklace. Lone wolf, never be cute enough for family. Respectability is my arch enemy, can't stand it. Yes. <laughs> like Brad Pitt and Jolie, I adopt the blackness. I give it my last name and wear it like blackface. Don't call me an angel. I fucking hate baseball. My skin crawls deeper than a poem by Naruto. I used to write poetry and hopefully slam it, but now I rock the medicine cabinets, damn it. Yesterday, I tried to give my white friend cornrows. She said, I'll Deja. I said, see, you ain't punk rock. <laughs> I'm bad brains. You saw the cute. I'm giving you the honest truth. I meditate mosh pits and hesitate to talk to you. Her lyrics vapor rub on my chest. I put a hex on my ex. Now he talks out his neck. Voodoo child, what will you do next? Well, every night she checks the city off her chuckle. She's burning down Birmingham. Next stop, Texas. Every night she checks the city off her chuckle. She's ripping up the room. Then she wears it like a necklace. She's ripping up the room. Then she wears it like a Speaking of your mom, she's a really funny comedian, and I feel like oh, to God. a lot of people, <laughs> I love her. to a lot of people, uh, comedy and music are kind of like sister art forms or cousin art forms. Yeah. Do you feel like that influenced your music at all? Yeah, for sure. I think that it wasn't comedy that influenced my music, but it was the fact that my mom was a performer who like would take two trains and a bus and like whatever she had to do to get to her show because that's kind of how comedy works if you're mm -hmm. doing it the way she was doing it which is basically DIY like we don't really use DIY as a term that is interchangeable with like being your I don't know it sometimes it feels like it's it's a it's a term that is trapped within music mm -hmm. but she definitely did that and it was like really inspiring for someone to, to grow up seeing that someone um, like so close to me kept I don't know, persistent, I don't know. She like really did a great job like sustaining her like love for what mm. she did. But I feel like comedy and music go so well together. Like, today I told you I was like listening to Thundercat for a long time and I was like, this is so good and it's so funny and it's <laughs> so like, I don't know. It's like music, I don't know. It's so hard to put into words, but I definitely think music and comedy are so similar. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think a lot of times music is funny for the wrong reasons, too. It's <laughs> like kind of fun um, to just to think about like why it sort of makes you, I don't know, makes you laugh or makes you feel like it's authentic or inauthentic. Mm -hmm. uh, that's interesting. I don't know. That was like not really a great answer to that question. <laughs> that like music good. is good. Comedy is good. <laughs> You improv, you improvise a lot at your shows. Mm -hmm. um, hmm, how do I want to word this question? I don't know, where does that come from, for lack of a better question? <laughs> um, I love Im improv. I come, I don't feel like, I don't know, I love jazz so much. Mm -hmm. I just got a tattoo <laughs> that says free jazz. Wow. And it, 
I mean, it has two meanings, obviously. Free jazz is like a genre, subgenre, and then free jazz. Like, jazz is very, um, it's like kept in a classroom. And I like, I just love the freeness of it and, or, you know, what is supposed to be free. And I love improvisation because it's like, it's a really big, it's kind of like the anti-fear, you know? And like, as a person walking through just like life, as in general, it's like fear is like present sometimes or self-doubt and like mm -hmm. you can't, in the moment when you are improving a song or like trying to improv a song, um, it is so not helpful to be afraid. Yeah. And so it's kind of like taking all that fear and putting it in a place where it like can't be found for a good two minutes and mm -hmm. like just, just focus on what you're producing or like what is going on in the room or like how you're feeling it's just like it feels sort of like um like a really interesting meditation that is is scary but somehow makes me feel a lot less scared to perform mm -hmm. yeah so it would you say it influences the rest of your music in general just that oh yeah sort of for sure how often do those uh, improvisations become songs that you play a long time. I mean, a long time. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think definitely a lot. Um, I think for the for for you as an like as an EP or album or whatever, <laughs> a lot of those songs were just improv. Mm -hmm. Like in the song "Burnt," was Mark. I, I texted him the night before and I was like, can you make a beat? And he was like, yeah. And I came in and then I just wrote and then we just did it and it was like, okay, that's done. And then it's not, I'm not even, I'm not saying that that was a good thing <laughs> to do, but that's what happened. The song Forest, like a lot of those songs were just improv mm -hmm. because we could, <laughs> because we had in that moment, the space and like the privilege to be able to just sort of spew these ideas out and have a space to put them. Mm -hmm. Uh, that EP so mm. that was really like cool but I, I definitely think that a lot of the songs or a lot of the ideas come from improvisation the element of surprise and the element of like in, in improvisation they go hand in hand and they make make it so that I feel like free enough to put something together quickly mm. I'm definitely like an impulsive person so like improvising really helps mm. <laughs> with like being on stage and kind of getting bored mm. Um, I'm like, this song doesn't have to end this way. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't have to do that. So definitely a lot of the songs, the song, uh, definitely one song I know that's going to be on the album that turned into a song because uh, my friend Van Colodin, who plays as Wide Eyed, mm -hmm. we were on tour together and he recorded it, is In My Neighborhood. And it's probably one of my favorite songs and it just by chance got recorded and I didn't listen to it until I, it was kind of like up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I'd never listened to these loops. I never listened to these improvs. And what if I had? Yeah. Maybe I would have had a bunch of songs that I kind of liked. I don't know. Oh, wait, I think I know what you're talking about. I was just checking it out. Is that the one that's like really fast and aggressive? Yeah. Like, do you want really, to? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one's sick. I, I love that love so much. That. I, I can, I never like think about my songs and I'm like, I love that song. But like, <laughs> That, I really like, it feels so good to perform that song. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Because a lot of improvs turn into like little jabs. <laughs> <laughs>
there are a lot of frustrations that come out through improv. <laughs> and like, I think a lot of people catch that that song is alluding to a lot of gentrification. Mm-hmm. But like, sometimes I don't, which is more fun <laughs> for me. Cool. How does it feel to play in a lot of like really white spaces for you? Feels uh, different every time, mm-hmm. definitely. I have a lot of friends who are POCs who feel like 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 DIY has no space for me. DIY like and I'm like, yo, that that's a valid feeling. Mm-hmm. And I want to just like try and make as many spaces as possible for people of color who are playing music who feel like they don't have a like a space, but I also want to challenge that and be like, well, what are all these, all these other musicians going to do as white artists or like as white musicians to like make sure these spaces they deem as safe are actually safe. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in a verbal safe space. I don't believe that when you say that a place is a safe space, it becomes a safe space. Yeah. That has to be something that's proven over time through continuous actions. So I don't know. I think that like a lot of my frustrations that come from like playing music or being in a scene come from um, just like not believing that someone's alleged safe space is like actual <laughs> actually safe for people mm-hmm. to actually I don't know to just express themselves or just to be uh, like flies on the wall yeah. I don't know it's kind of like it's a little it's really frustrating a lot of times and I'm sort of struggling with feeling used to it I don't ever want to feel used to being uncomfortable in those in the situation that I feel like I should not be I don't know so like complacency is definitely an issue that I'm like trying to like wiggle myself out of like no it's not okay that like I keep getting like asked this or like I keep having to deal with this person who like does not get it no one's helping and like I don't know I definitely it de- it makes me want to create a community that is extremely safe and not and in a way that I never have to say hey re- you know reminder to everyone like don't <laughs> smash beer bottles on you know like yeah you know? so I don't know I definitely will probably have a different answer every time someone asks me that question but like it's an evolving sort of feeling that um, I don't know it, it always changes. That's why I, we started Strange Noir. It was like me and my friend Isnard and Leticia, BLKBX and Vagabond. And we were just like, all right, sick of not feeling welcome. We're going to start our own thing. And like people have been doing that for ages. Mm-hmm. DIY is not something that has ever been inherently white because who, who, you know, if you think about it, who has done it themselves, quote unquote, in history? Mm-hmm. People who didn't have access to other ways of doing things. It wasn't a choice. It was, you know... It definitely wasn't a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, usually the podcast has three songs throughout. Mm-hmm. So do you know which songs you'll want through here from the recordings? And I also recorded uh, the swing set, if you want to use that. Sure. Um, so do you know which songs you want to use and do you want to talk about them at all? Are you going to use live ones or like... Yeah. Live ones from tonight? Mm-hmm. If that's okay. With yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um... I have no idea. Or you don't have to. I mean, I don't always like ask about yeah, the songs no, in particular. Fine. So if you have anything you want to say, I know that I'm gonna play that song that's called like either "Memory" or like "Remembering" or something like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, I usually play it. There are three songs that I usually play. <laughs> uh, it's like Daisy, that song, and Sea of Limbs for sure. 
uh, that'll probably change in, after the album's done mm-hmm. or after I like it's kind of hard to remember the songs in For You I don't ever play any of the songs mm-hmm. I just cause pretty lazy <laughs> <laughs> I mean do you um, feel like you're evolving with all the new songs that you're writing cause I know you have a lot of new yeah. material I think that a lot of well I don't have a bass amp it's so <laughs> so bad I don't have a bass amp and I don't sit down to write songs anymore because I'm so busy which is ridiculous <laughs> I like whenever I write songs I write them in passing and they get stored into like a voice recorder or a computer and then forgotten about and then by the time I listen to it I'm like what is this <laughs> like so I don't know that's kind of how it is right now <laughs> but I think that I hope that I'm evolving I, I hope I just learned how to use GarageBand wow. it's so sick yeah yo oh my gosh <laughs> you can do anything with it it's so cool yeah. um so I kind of want to record like some semi-electronic sounding stuff mm-hmm. but not like with no drums yeah um only like electronic piano and voice and like just v- uh, vocals layered over each other and I have no idea basically <laughs> I feel like in the, in the context of this project it's so nice because it's an opportunity to not know what I'm doing and experiment all the time and I think the people who have been listening for the past year or two um, the people who will probably continue to listen are okay with experimentation mm-hmm. and they're not one of the people or like they're not the kinds of people or you know they don't believe basically that artists should be um, have like a trademark thing and like <laughs> play this one type of music and they sort of button up and put on this thing and then they go perform the same songs um i I hope that the people who are like will really support this project will be people who like have space in their ideas of music Mm. as something that is so incredibly human and non-human but something that is completely susceptible to change yeah and in like really sudden ways or ways that might make other people feel uncomfortable because i'm sure that there are people who get upset when when a song is played i'm not even talking about my set but like other people's set when uh, a song is being played and like it's not it doesn't end the same way mm-hmm. like i definitely feel i understand that so, I don't know. I'm still kind of working out how I feel about everything. Yeah. It's so early. You're really in young. This thing. You're, did you I'm just young. turn 19? Yeah. That's insane. You're like two days ago. So talented. Thank you. <laughs> how old are you? Uh, 21. Nice. <laughs> um, how, many, how many instruments do you play? I don't know. <laughs> well, not very many. I can't read music. Okay. So, this year I'm learning how to read music. Mm-hmm. It's always made me feel really weird kind of bad because I go to jazz camp every summer mm-hmm. like two or three and every time I hear the same thing it's like you don't know the language and it's like oh, I'm trying <laughs> it's so difficult it's a little difficult mm-hmm. um, but I am finally fingers crossed buying a saxophone on Monday wow. a tenor and I'm that's like my dream instrument but also drums yeah. I love playing drums I if I could play one instrument, like forever, it'd probably be drums mm-hmm. and then bass. I love playing bass. I, I'd love to take bass lessons, but also they're so expensive. Um, and just, I don't know. I can't play guitar for anything. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. 
I mean, I understand it. I just can't get my fingers to move in the way that they're supposed to <laughs> in order to make make chords that don't sound like complete static. Um, and piano. Mm-hmm. I love playing piano. Mm-hmm. So. And what about, you had a project called Who to Funk It? Yeah. So. <laughs> Bringing it back to high school. Okay. <laughs> How did that uh, evolve into what you're doing now? Or are they just kind of separate? That was um, like a really, you did that from when you were Five like years. Wow. Yeah. Long time. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know how it evolved. Basically, we were entering college, everyone, and we were sort of like kind of going separate ways. And I was like, I can't not play music. <laughs> what do I do? So I sat down at my friend Nina's house, like behind her drum set, and just used my feet to play drums and, you know, played, I think it was her bass I was using. And I think the first thing that I was, that I did was um, that song that was called Seabirds. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what are you looking at me for? You calling me dangerous or like whatever. And I really, really liked having the freedom to, I don't know, just play by myself. It was really nice. After being in a band that was so, we tried really hard to make it democratic and like we tried to have a lot of input from everyone and that was amazing experience to grow up with even though it was really hard at times and didn't work at times and did work at times this this project made me just feel like i had a lot of space to not know and like be able to learn and so that's kind of what has been happening people have just like been really nice about learning with me (laughs) which is really nice is there anything else you want the world to know no (laughs) i feel like I shouldn't have drank coffee today because I did. I just talked a lot. I no, a that's lot. good. That's the whole point. And with 
thank you so much and I'm so excited to see you like getting more popular and I'm so excited for the album so thank you <laughs> thank you